Is this thing on? Coffee and Carving Show, episode number 28, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's making an entrance. Episode number 28. Yay. Hey, last week we had a guest. Yeah. People seem to like it. They did. We should do it again sometime. 100%. 100%. I'm down. It was a fun time. Hey, uh, two buddies were fishing and they hadn't caught anything all day long. Then another fisherman walks by with a huge load of fish. They ask him, excuse me, sir, but where'd you get all those fish? He says, if you just go downstream until the water isn't salty, there's a ton of fish there. So they thank them and they go on their way. 15 minutes later the one fisherman says to the other fill up the bucket of water and see if the water is salty he dips his bucket in the stream and drinks them nope still salty so they carry on down the stream and 30 minutes later he asks him to check again nope still salty says the other one hour later as they're hiking down the trail says check again and the fellow says nope Still salty. Well, this isn't good, the fisherman finally says. We've been walking for almost two hours now, and the the water is still salty. I know, says the other, and the bucket's almost empty. What? Wait, the bucket is almost empty. Don't get it. You don't get it? Not connecting. Because he filled the bucket on the first try. He's been carrying it and testing the water and drinking the water out of the bucket. Oh, that's a terrible, disgusting. No, it's because you're too slow. If you were quicker, (laughs) it'd be funny. (laughs) What are you drinking? It's I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst sometimes with jokes. I overthought Vic's actually funny story. I almost ruined Vic's joke and maybe I did ruin it for some people. Um, I'm not going to say how I ruined it in case you haven't listened to it yet, but yeah, listen to last, the last episode 27. I am drinking a new varietal from a very, very fancy coffee vendor called, uh, Costco, Costco (laughs) really is pretty fancy though. Uh, Costco is up their coffee game. They have uh, an organic Ethiopian light roast, which means that apparently my coffee friends say that you get more of the flavor out of a light roast. So it's tasty. It's good. I like it. I don't know if I believe that. I always go for dark roast. Yeah, I don't mind. I like dark roast too. So, Well, I have a uh, the little red roaster, just freshly ground coffee, and uh, I'm screwed for tonight, but <laughs> I got my coffee. Both of us are screwed together. We'll be, we'll be up till uh, one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, probably will be anyway. Probably two o'clock. Yeah. Well, didn't you have but a new resolution? I did, but 
I failed the first day. You really? I can't go. I can't go to bed at night. Well, I'll, I'll get into it later. But uh, last yesterday, I was going to try it for the first time. My my idea was, since I get up so early in the morning, I should go to bed at night instead of sleeping for five hours. I should try and get like seven hours or whatever. And uh, I blew it the first night because I was all wound up with my little crafters high of carving. And I just couldn't wind down till like twelve thirty, so yeah. it's just the way it is. Yeah, so, gotta start earlier in the evening. Sure. So, my wife has a down pat. She can. Uh, she just kind of starts winding down at nine o'clock and either sits down and reads or uh, or watches something uh, on the TV or on her iPad and uh, just winds down. But I'm always just trying to finish something or carve something or do something, but. Anyway, uh, speaking of coffee, our coffee heroes of the week are Tyler, Tabitha, Damien, Mr. Martin, and Anonymous. So big thanks to all those who hit that uh, buy us a coffee uh, button. Uh, we sure appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, on that note, what have you been up to? Wow. Well, I wanted to say, speaking of uh, tricks to fall asleep. One of the ladies that I stayed with in Missouri, this was in Pleasant Hill said, you know, before I go to sleep, I like to, you know, I pull up uh, solitaire on my phone and I play it until two games of that puts me right to sleep and a light bulb flashed above my head. I thought like, that is a perfect idea. Solitaire. It's the most boring card game ever. So I download solitaire and big surprise. I have totally forgotten how the game works, except for you go, from highest uh, low suit to high suit. So I don't remember anything else. So I'm sitting there. It kept me up an hour later than I would have been normally trying to figure yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I don't, I have never played solitaire in my life. Yeah. I have no clue about solitaire, but they say screen time is bad at bedtime. Yes. Well, but you know, it's funny. Like when I finally go, go to bed, like it's time to go to bed and Sometimes I'll put my earbuds in and put on a podcast or a comedy radio or something. Yeah. I don't hear 20 seconds of it. Really? It's a waste. It's a waste of time putting the earbuds in because I'm just fumbling around, pulling them out at two o'clock in the morning when I roll over and it's sticking in my ear yeah. or whatever. And yeah, but uh, I never hear it when I lay. when I finally lay down, I'm done. Yes. Unless, unless I drank uh, a coffee and then i will fall asleep for about 20 minutes yeah. and then i'll wake up uh, and then i'll be like out of it but well the saga part of the saga for me this past two weeks was staying with marco who was a really great guy for a good friend of mine um <clears throat> probably one of the smartest guys i know <clears throat> and the reason i'm saying all these nice things because i'm about to complain about his snoring it's very loud, oh, yeah. right? So no, yeah. Marco, if you're listening to this, but he already knows the snoring is very loud. And so I had to come up with ways of combating it. And one of those ways was putting my uh, little ear. I have these little uh, wireless, supposed to be noise canceling earbuds from Sony. They're old, but I put them in. And that's what would happen is I'd get some solace for a few hours, uh, relative solace, because he would stay up awake even with those. And he would stay awake until I fell asleep. But I found that I would wake up at two in the morning. Same thing you say, two or three in the morning with these things uncomfortably in my ears. I'd pull them out. And then I couldn't get back to sleep because yeah. the volume of snoring was such that even with earphones <laughs> in, 
it, may, it reduced the sound, but it only brought it to the level of a normal person snoring volume in my ears. So here's what you do next time. Cause I just spent four, four days in a yurt with four guys. Yep. And I'm sure we, everybody snored. My cousin, we were unpacking the truck and he pulled out this fan. Mm. I'm like, what do you bring up? It's winter. What are you going <laughs> to do with the fan? He goes, you'll see. Right. And at bedtime, we turned this fan on for this low humming noise. Yeah. And then everybody could sleep. It was uh, actually, it was actually genius. Just you know what? The night that I, the, the three nights, I, I slept really well. I didn't think this was going to be an issue the first three nights because the, the place we stayed in had a fan and M Marco had it next to his head all the way on high. I fell asleep like that all three nights. There you go. I never really thought about that, but yeah, bringing a fan with me, that yep. was probably why I didn't even pay attention to the fan. You know, I just figured he liked to stay cool at night, but yeah, maybe that's why it's just, it's just that low, low noise. What's the word for low noise? Oh, well, it'd be like a, kind of like an ambient sound or like, that's a, what I mean. Yep. Ambient sound. And uh, it worked, worked great. Yeah. So anyway, without, further ado my week was partially in missouri and of course you guys saw last week that i was in missouri for teaching and of course with vic but preceding that week i was in shell knob which is uh called shell knob apparently because knobs are a i think it's a scottish someone correct me in the in the you know fact check me here but i think it's a, a scottish way of saying or an irish way of saying mountain and because shell knob is mountainous, you're in the Ozarks, there are lots of hills. Uh, and apparently they found shells on these hills. And so shell knob, there you go. Beautiful little area. Um, kind of an eerie strangeness, though. Like the whole vibe out there is, uh, you know, you wonder if any of these blown up. I'm used to that, right? I live in Detroit. Like I, I had a studio in Detroit uh, proper for a while. And this is a different kind. The Southern decay is a little different. It's like, they could get away with a lot out there, you, you know, so I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? Really? Yeah. Well, like, what do you mean by that? Well, okay. So I think maybe I've read too many Southern Gothic sto short stories from Flannery O'Connor, but they always end in someone dying in a strange way. And the South <laughs> has this sort of contrasting beauty, right? When you're in Detroit, it's all chaos. It's blown out in a lot of the kind of suburban areas. But in the country, there's like holes in the, in the, you know, not necessarily in Shell Knob, but driving through Missouri, we saw some strange towns where, you know, you'd have a hole in the, in the door and people were just living in the house with a, what looks like a gunshot hole through the door. Oh, right? just like a sketchy neighborhood. A sketchy neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, just things run down. Some cities, just people never got out of the city. It's run down. Now, Shell Knob is not that way at all. Shell Knob is very cute. It's very quaint. It's beautiful. But some of the surrounding areas are very, very much like that. So I digress. My point is, um, it was kind of a, an interesting culture there. So a lot different than what I'm used to. But yeah, so I went from Shell Knob to Springfield. Uh, so back in Shell Knob, I taught a three-day. Springfield, I taught a five-day workshop. Kind of a smaller class. And then the last workshop was just a two-day. And that was in uh, Pleasant Hill, a really great place. If you're near Missouri, it's uh, or in Missouri, it's called the Knot Hole. And that is a fantastic 
place. All the people that hosted me, um, Mike, uh, the guy who hosted me at Shell Knob, um, was an incredibly kind dude, awesome host. Uh, John uh, Engler, great for Car- Carver, hosted us in Springfield. And yeah, we had fantastic people. Uh, Andy and Joyce hosted us there at, uh, at um, Pleasant Hill. But we did uh, have a few nights where we had to stay at uh, these uh, an Airbnb. And we pulled in oh, yeah. to our Airbnb. And of course, Doug's laughing because I FaceTimed him. But so, you know, this Doug, part, partial, partial story, but I pulled into this Airbnb with Marco, who I'm going to throw him under the bus again. He picked out the Airbnb after I told him not this house, because this house has no reviews, right? Amongst yeah. the of other houses that are 10, $20 more, but have 50 reviews or five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Pull in. This can't be the right place. Marco goes, it's the right address. I'm like, there's no way. So I drive away. As I'm driving away, he says, just turn back around. I'll go in there. I'll knock on the door. Turn around. Go up to the door. He knocks on the door. I'm waiting with my car running. That's how creepy this house was. Yeah. I mean, there are bicycles. There's exercise equipment. There's trash strewn across the lawn. There's mail <laughs> piled up at the front door like the guy hadn't gotten out of bed in 10 years. And so he's knocking the door. No one answers. He's sitting there. He's about to walk back to the car. When an old man, maybe five foot one, five foot two, walks around with a train conductor's hat on, is a with kind of a swinging voice, like, hey, how you guys doing? And we were like, whoa, you know, it creeped us out. He had a light fixture in his hand. He was like, you guys here for the Airbnb? And he's, yeah, yeah. All right, well, come on in, come on in. So he walks us through, open the door. The carpet's the first thing I noticed. I look down, it's black. It was once white carpet is black from mold and dirt it hasn't been vacuumed my second train of thought was why are there bolts all over the couch there's a toolbox it looks like someone had emptied their grandpa's mismatched you know like like scrap door scrap drawer toolbox all over the couch it smells it reeks i don't know what it, it smells like a gross like a dog foods mixed with a bad can of progresso soup in there he shows us to our room, which is, by the way, doesn't have a door. He lives in the house, doesn't have a door. It just has a curtain. Yeah. He opens the curtain. We peer in and it's, I mean, it's fine enough, but all of a sudden he, re- oh, I got to go get the clothes out of the closet. There's no room in the closet. So he grabs, opens the closet, grabs a handful, maybe 30 shirts in one handful of these multicolored performance shirts. They're not like everyday flannels and shirts like we're wearing. They're like reflective, shimmering 60s <laughs> and 50s, 60s shirts. So he's grabbing these things by the handful, throwing them on top of bolts on top of his couch. And just, oh, I'm so sorry. And as he's dragging these the clothes out, there's garbage coming from underneath, dragging underneath the clothes from the closet. Oh, I meant to clean that out. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm sorry, guys. I appreciate I apologize about that walk into the kitchen area. He's giving us a tour. Uh, I have some uh, bars for you guys. He has like three kind of stale uh, uh, oat bars that he got from who I don't know where, whatever used food play, uh, food and stuff, and a couple of water bottles. Takes us to the bathroom. The bathroom has a small radio that's playing while the radio in the kitchen is also playing, while the radio in the living room is also playing all different stations, mind you. (laughs) There's hair 
all over the sink. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Hair on the floor. The door handle doesn't work in the bathroom. In fact, it started to come off the first time I tried to use the bathroom. Doesn't shut. Door doesn't shut. There's a window in the kitchen, in the bathroom. Why is there a window at knee level covered by a plastic tarp? I'll never know. But I peeled back behind it and the glass was broken. And so it was an incredible, incredible place to stay. So I just told Marco, dude, we can't stay here. This is like, I, I'm all about like, you know, humbling yourself to live in a, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. There are definitely bed bugs here. Like I'm itching all night. The best part is I wake up at 4 AM first night we stay there to Marco's loud snoring, you know, farting and snoring and all this horrible, <laughs> was so mad. I was so mad. I was just punching my pillow. I got up, I ran to the car, took my microfiber fast drying towel that was still slightly damp over my body. And I tried to fall asleep as the sun rose. I couldn't. So I, I had maybe, you know, four or five hours of sleep on me my first day in uh, Springfield, Missouri. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not, uh, I'm not that adventurous to even uh, to try one. Yes. I'll just, 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 just go to the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, later we got the, the next day we got a place out in the middle of nowhere back towards Shell Knob that was, I mean, beautiful, you know, 3,000 square foot brick ranch in the middle of the hills of, of, of Missouri, beautiful Ozark Mountains, cows and just an old hobby farm. And uh, yeah. awesome, really generous host. We were, you know, we were walking in and we saw some shoes on the ground. She said, oh, I'm so sorry about your shoes. And we said, ma'am, you don't understand. What a, what a terrible thing. Uh, but everything went well. Classes were great. Got to obviously interview the great Vic Hood, but what was just as fun as that was being his neighbor. He's the coolest. He's such a fun guy. Uh, just a generous dude. I, whenever our class was bored or wanted to take a break, we just do this and look at his class. He was right next to us I and mean, you could hear yeah. him lecturing everyone. We just put our yeah. hands in our faces and just his stories are awesome. His feedback is awesome. He's kind of heavier on the design side than I am in my class. So he's talking about how like you can turn if you turn the head and give it a little bit more dynamic, you know, kind of, you know, talking about expression. And so that was real. I, I learned a lot and I struggled not to just copy. He had so many great ideas, like taking yeah. the carvings outside in the new light so that you can see the form in a new way from the lighting inside. And uh, I couldn't just like, okay, everybody, we're going to go outside, you know, <laughs> just yeah. look over at him across the patio with all of our students doing the same thing, you know. Let's all take our carvings outside now. It seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. All, all the cool kids are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, he's awesome. He, uh, we, you know, he was just uh, getting dinner with him and all the guys. Josh Googie, who's a fantastic, if you haven't checked out Josh Googie, I'm sure everyone already knows who he is, but I stayed with him at uh, John's house and he's a, the, the best bird carver in the world. Uh, many times over he's won these national competitions, international competitions, but spell gooby, googie, googie. It's a G U G E. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I always thought that he was kind of a stoic man, but he has a funny bone and he's quick witted. And I mean, quick, to jump to criticize and in the funniest of ways. I mean, it's, yeah. he's a great guy to hang around. 
But one thing I thought was, uh, John kept telling us, you know, you can stay with us, but it's haunted. The house is haunted. You'll hear knocks and woke up the first night spending the night. John's Marco said, you know, I put the toilet paper. His bathroom was connected to a, a, a his bedroom with one door yeah. locked. He said, before I went to bed, I put the toilet paper on the right way because it was on backwards. And I woke up in the morning. and It was back. Well, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Stop right there. Yeah. What is the right way? Ah, this is controversial. When the toilet paper is up against the wall and you have to like put your hand against the wall to like pull it down. Yes. He considers and I consider the wrong way. See, I consider that the right way because it's more aesthetically pleasing. Really? Yes. Interesting. Well, if you look up the original toilet paper patent, it is that way. It is the facing forward away from the wall. So Marco's was feeling OCD about it. So he turned it around, right? Yeah. Went to bed, woke up the next morning. He looked at me with a cold look that I knew was not a joke. He said the toilet paper was, was turned back around overnight the wrong way again. And I was like, you're joshing me. I am not kidding. <laughs> Like, no, you're you're just teasing, bro, aren't you? Like, well, who's the OCD one now? <laughs> the yeah, ghost or the Marco? <laughs> I don't even believe in ghosts, but that's no, I don't either. But no, that's a fun story. Oh. But no other real mishaps except for driving home. You know, really, the whole trip, my car was kind of shaken, and you know, one of the guys was like, you know, man, what do you think of that Honda Element? What do you think? You know, you like that car? I'm like, mm, it's a great car, but it's you know, it's not comfortable thinking about the shaking all the way there and back the broken exhaust, et cetera. We're driving on the freeway, probably eight hours, seven hours South of home. And all of a sudden my car shaking violently just starts. And then I pull over, I look at my, my front left wheel and there's only three nuts on the wheel out of five. So I grab my wrench out of the, but we start unloading. There's piles and piles. You can imagine teaching three workshops, piles and piles of teaching equipment and, and, and wood and everything. Get it all out. Get the wrench out. I go to tighten the final, the third nut that's almost off. I can tighten it with my finger and it breaks the stud off. So now I've got two, which is, just happens to be the, the right amount to have to get towed, <laughs> according to my dad drive basically we're sitting there waiting for a tow to come we finally get our tow take us in to to the nearest uh, shop and i call my dad i explain to him what's going on i tell him dad we're going to be here for two weeks every shop that we could contact said that that there's a two-week wait time he's like wow you're kidding i'm like yes literally every shop that we've talked to said it's going to take him two weeks to get the parts two weeks to have an availability because they're so short on workers right now with the, the way everything is finding mechanics. And uh, he said, well, I mean, I guess at least you, uh, you know, at least you're not trapped there. I mean, man, I'm like, no, I'm just playing dad. They said they'd take us in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I got, Uh, I did that to a few other people. We were bored. We had 45 minutes to wait. So I called everyone I knew and lied and told them there for two weeks, including my girlfriend. I think me, I didn't tell her, but. Everyone else. Yeah. So turns out they could replace the studs. They could, they could replace the studs on the 2003 element. And uh, they told us that they'd take us at three. They had the car fixed by 255. 
and, and on the road. So wow. we got lucky, lucky. How does that happen? Do you want to know the story that I didn't want to tell anyone? Well, can you, well... <laughs> can you guess who was in charge of taking the studs back up when we did our maintenance on the car? Before I oh, left? no. Let me guess. You had the wrench in your hand and a squirrel ran by and you went and chased after a squirrel. <laughs> squirrel! Squirrel! <laughs> what happened was my dad handed me the torque wrench. Yeah. He said, go tighten that wheel. Put the wheel on. I tightened it. Did the star pattern. Got it all right. Nice and tight. Whatever it was. 80 pounds. Whatever. 100 pounds of pressure. Feel that satisfying click of the torque wrench. And then I set the thing down. He puts the other wheel on and I don't have any memory of tightening the other wheel. And we left. I just figured maybe he got it. Neither of us tightened it. So I forgot to tighten the other wheel is what happened. And it just flew right off the car. Basically. I mean, it was, a and you, drew, you drove all, you made it one way, like 800 miles or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. So 14 hours plus seven hours. What is that? 21 hours. I drove 21 hours on loose bolts that were the whole, the whole time the car is wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't believe in ghosts, but hopefully you believe in angels because <laughs> <laughs> I do. I was praising God at that point. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Now you sold off, you know, you sold the, the, uh, one of your uh, seminars short because all those people that you mentioned, and then you showed me some rough outs and I said, what'd I say? Chris hammock. Yeah. Like, like in my world, he's like way up there. Yeah. And, and, uh, were you not as familiar with him or? No, well, I've heard his name a whole bunch, but I don't know as far as character covers where everyone stands. Like, yeah, no, he's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, he's well, really I mean, great. I, so. now. I saw his work and I said, Holy cow, dude, you're a beast. You're an animal. I mean, he tells a whole story with the expression of the guy, let alone, you know, the, the yeah. way he carves the yeah. surrounding it. It's like, yeah, like you were an amazing company with all those people. That's, uh, I still can't imagine how you got there. No. No, me either. They were telling me that John. <laughs> John they, they just had to fill a spot. Yeah, that's what they said. They got really desperate. And so they were like, who do we know that teaches carving that we can sub in for a year? Alan. Yeah, her, right. yeah. probably couldn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, man. But uh, I'll be there next year. And uh, I I had fun. That, that was cool. You know, when you have a five-day class, people there they're committed they're into it yeah, for sure yeah into but it. how fun how fun would it be to do like a two-day with everybody there yes that would be awesome that would be so that would be so enriching just to get a little taste of all the different types of it and then that's that'd be so wonderful to find out where you actually belong or where you want to be too yeah. right like yeah almost every genre of carving was represented there and yeah like it was so fun. One of the things I did, every all the other teachers kept making fun of me because every day I'd take the students around and go on tour, is what I called it. I mean, just yeah. we'd stop at every station and see the progress that people were making because I wanted to be in their classes. I mean, we had Izo B- B- uh, Bicic next to us. Becic, rather, is how you say it. Uh, he's a Bosnian carver, 
uh, I mean, crazy cool relief carvings. I've talked to you about how one day I want to do like architectural relief. That's all he's done. It like did it in Germany, and you know, he was a, a prisoner of war, um, and and carved yeah. there, kind of like Alexander Grubovetsky, but awesome teacher. Um, so so much to see. Let me show you one thing really quick. I know it's not for audio, but I was in a thrift store the other day. And I grabbed this thing for two bucks. And you talk about relief carving within an with with less than an eighth of an inch. Wow, that's cool. It's this little it's a little Chinese uh, kind of a whatever you call it, Chinese, not a gazebo, but uh, I don't know. But it's 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 carved. The relief carving is so shallow, and look at the detail. That's cool. I just thought it was so amazing. That's fun. Yeah, that's two 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 bucks. <laughs> But <laughs> which reminds me of a really funny uh, meme that I don't know if somebody sent it to me, but I shared it on my Instagram and uh, it says the meme says how to succeed as an artist. And there's a picture of a guy holding a piece of, uh, you know, carving a face out of a block of wood. And it says, step one, have rich parents. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, it must be nice to be home again, back into the swing of things. Yeah, or if you're back, are you back yet in the swing of things? Or are you still recuperating? Well, a little bit of both. I mean, I came home yesterday, you know, 1.30 and the next day I slept in and I came in the shop and I just swept up and started getting things back in order and, and just responded to emails and students, things I missed over the last two weeks. And I'm still catching up. I mean, so my girlfriend uh, this morning, we worked out together and then, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been just trying to, get everything back the way the way it was before i left as far as like emails and work stuff but so how long uh do you have anything else lined up this year yeah i do i think uh i might have to make a couple of cancellations because uh a few a few of the events are bad times uh at bad times of the year and uh but yeah i've got i've got quite a bit of uh traveling on my plate actually a lot more than i more than I realized, I kept booking things, not realizing, you know, I'll be gone for two weeks at a time one day and then home for a couple of weeks and then back out for two weeks again. And it's like, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to have to unfortunately pare some things down. Uh, and I'll explain that later, but um, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good though. Yeah. I think what I've learned is I don't want to go out for more than like a week and a half. That's all. I went away for a weekend and I'm going to play catch up for the week after. Yeah. That was a weekend. That was a weekend. <laughs> it wasn't even the weekday. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. But. What have you been up to? What's, what's new in your world? Well, nothing like yours, but uh, I don't know. It's been, uh, been fairly busy. Well, it has been busy, but I had, uh, I went to a, a proper hockey game. Oh, you rascal you've that's right that's right so really quick it was the uh, the ohl and the uh, the london knights played the uh, saginaw michigan so ontario whooped michigan as they should and what right does michigan have to be in a canadian hockey league anyway like what chance well, we're like what chance you have to admit of all of the states we're the most honorary canadian of all of them right i suppose i suppose yeah yeah but no it was a, it was a it was a good game was it, it was fun yeah but fun it took me two and a half periods to remember 
how to play hockey. Oh, right. Watching. Yeah. Like watching the dump-ins and the stuff. And I was like, then, I, then by the end of the third period, I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm, now I'm back in and I could actually watch another game. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Because I haven't really gone to a hockey game in a decade. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, I mean, it's not something I do for, for fun, but, uh, we were given these free tickets to really good seats. So I went, but, uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good outing. You didn't invite me. First of all, I don't want to nope. air these personal grievances on the podcast, but I never got an invite. Well, watching a, a American get whooped is it? No, <laughs> <laughs> Had you known the outcome, you would have invited me, right? Yes, I would have been <laughs> mocked you mercilessly, but yeah, yeah no, it uh, like I said, it was, we just got free tickets. This guy has season season tickets and couldn't make it, so we took his tickets and it was great. Awesome. But yeah. did that? I whipped up. Uh, it's a uh, was birthday week. My father and I share the same birthday. Oh. And uh, Doug's birthday! Yay! Yay! So that took up. Well, let me start over. So. He asked me, he's got the bluebirds mm -hmm. down in his garden and his bluebird boxes were all like starting to fall apart. Yeah. So I said, I'll make you bluebird boxes. So I made four bluebird birdhouses for him and I wanted to make him a little bit fancy. He's like, no, no, no. I want wood on top. No perch because, you know, birds don't even need perches at all. The perches are for you, not for the bird. Oh, really? Yeah, but he likes the wood roof. I couldn't put a tin roof. I couldn't do anything fancy, just the basic boxes and that. So I made them and, and brought them over, gave them to him for his birthday and uh, set them up. But yeah. uh, that led into the weekend where uh, we started this thing during COVID. So instead of having the big family, because our family is when it, with all the kids and the grandkids and everything, it's too big to even fit in a house anymore. Like there's probably 40 of us now. So uh, just the four boys. My my brothers, we go there and have a little little pizza party with my dad, so it's kind of fun. fun. So he turned he turned eighty eight, so it's uh it's kind of cool. So the four boys, A B C D, I'm the youngest, and uh, we sit in our seats that we grew up sitting in. It's just funny. It's just fun. So yeah, that is like That's really funny. And wait, did you just say that your kid that your names go in order of age? Yep, did Andy, Brian, Carl, Doug. A, B, C, D. Yeah. They did that on purpose? Uh, I would imagine. I certainly yeah. hope so, because that's a crazy coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave us all the uh, the same letter of middle name, too. We're all J's. No way. So, yeah. Yeah. Very creative. We always talk about wait, Eddie. Wait. What is your middle name? Not nickname. Your middle name. What's your middle name? <laughs> Mine starts with a J, too. I'm Jeremy. Mine's Jacob. You're Jacob? Yeah. Well, here's a quick story. So I'm Douglas Jeremy. My firstborn is uh, Jeremy Douglas. Really? And you know what his son you know what his son's name is? It's not Douglas Jeremy. Would is you it? think that would be it? Right. Grayson. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what? That <laughs> I set you up for this. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Now his middle name's Douglas, so so I'll I'll give him a pass. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I forget what I was saying. Oh, so lunch lunch at uh, with Dad and the, and the four boys. But it, like I said, it was so fun just to sit around the table exactly where we sat, like yeah, forty or fifty years ago. 
yeah. you know, because they're still on the same little farm. And uh, yeah. awesome. so that was fun. Yeah. But uh, Sophie asked me, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, uh, well, during this over the weekend. So I started uh, ruminating and, and carving. Uh, I needed another beginner video. Okay. I hadn't done anything. I had that the week before I was at the yurt, threw out that flex cut video, took it down. Hadn't had anything. So I, I started thinking Easter. So I started doing these little uh, bunny bus. Like uh, I made a bunch of these little, just a little basic bunny bus. But then, uh, then the curse of Pinterest was I saw, I think it was a, a salt and pepper shaker, which was just an egg with bunny ears and i said oh let's make it a real bunny so anyway after the week i probably carved six of these silly little uh silly little uh easter easter whittles the video just came out today oh, but awesome this oh, is i spent i i spent the whole weekend carving that's these so things cute. is it but then, that i want to eat them a little bit okay a little bit yeah <laughs> i mean yeah okay that's you're weird okay but <laughs> but anyway so i uh, so every time i do a proper tutorial i want to carve like half a dozen so that when i do the tutorial i'm not thinking about nothing i'm just i'm just making it i know how to make it i know what i've done it before and they're simple enough but uh, here's the funny part was I, I wasn't going to do it. And Sophie said, what do you want to do for your birthday? I said, you know what I really want? I want uh, a, the whole day off and I want to go in my carving room and just be able to carve for me, for nobody else. I had a whole bunch of crazy ideas, probably with Mark. And uh, that's what I wanted for my birthday. Yeah. She goes, perfect, whatever you want. So I said, okay, that's what we're going to do. And then uh, that night, before i was thinking oh the youtube people want a video and, I, and so anyway I, I woke up in the morning going i'll just make that video really quick and then i'll do what i want right then I, can, then I can carve for me on my birthday so i'm gonna make that video so this is my mindset was like i'm just gonna hurry up and make this video right so anyway i started into this carving and it's going great i got the ears got the body shaped got the ears and then uh, I was showing on the ears, you got to cut a little V cut in the ear. And I said, well, you can take the V tool. And I reached over and I grabbed this three eighths uh, V tool. And I was just showing how to carve it because I had been doing the, the rest with my knife. And I just grabbed this first, first couple cuts and I pushed on that thing and it skipped. And I jammed that V tool so far into my thumb. <laughs> it's probably... Oh. A, an inch into my thumb. Well, I have a, oh. I have it on video in 4K, and I, and I pulled it out and I dropped the tool. And I, oh man! Oh. And I said this is a problem. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> oh. what did you do? So, How did it slip? Did it just? Did you? Oh. So I did exactly what I always say not to do. A, I always say put on your carving glove. Yeah. And I say, B, don't put your hand in line with the car, with the tool. So right. what I did was, here's an ear. I know audio, but I'm just, I have my thumb here. Yeah. And I'm going in the ear like this. Carving and like I thumb. said, 
carbon straight towards my thumb, my thumb, my thumb. And uh, I was just doing some little, I was just doing some little baby cuts. I thought I can go a little bit deeper. So I put a little more behind it and it skipped and it went right an inch up my thumb, in my thumb. So anyway, that was fun. So then I thought, well, I just wasted this video. So no, let's make it a teaching moment. So I said, I'm going to come back and uh, talk about what I just did. So I came back. So I, I had, I couldn't stop it from bleeding. Like I, it, it probably could have took three or four stitches. Oh, so I was like, what am I going to do? Like and my family's still sound asleep. This is early in the morning. And I uh, like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm holding pressure on my thumb going, I wonder if I can super glue that. Oh, and, <laughs> but I ha- I couldn't do the whole thing at once because like I said, it's about an inch, an inch long V cut up in there. So then I started on the top and I, I, I gobbed some super glue on and took that accelerator spray and sprayed. It went, Oh <laughs> no, and I, had- I thought I warned you about that. <laughs> I know. And I had, by the way, this is not a recommendation of what to do when you cut yourself. This is what uh, a fool does. This is a yeah. stupid thing to do. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted to make this video. So then, <laughs> so then I, I had to go down another eighth, quarter inch, quarter inch, three quarter, you know, half inch, just a little bit at a time. And each time yeah. I sprayed that stuff, it's like spraying poison into your wound. Well, can I just the say super- you that when you spray the accelerator on your finger, this is a word of caution for people. If you have, if you didn't already say it enough, it creates a chemical reaction. And at least the stuff that I use, it gets either really, I can't tell if it's really cold or really hot, but it burns. It burns. It, it burns. burns yeah. the it, you're pro- probably totally poisoning yourself, yeah, right. but I had a YouTube video to make. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I did commitment. that. I did that. And then, uh, I taped it all up and I, I came back on and did a little blurb about uh, safety and ex- explain how I did it and what I shouldn't have done. Because like I said, I had been using a knife. I only grabbed the V tool just to show them quick. Yeah. Anyway. So then I start carving again. Well, <laughs> at this point, it opened up on the top. Now and the, the pressure, when you're squeezing a piece of wood like that and you're cutting. Yeah. So each time I, I would squeeze it, it'll, it'll I was spurting, <laughs> spurting blood all over this piece of white basswood. I'm like, oh, this is this it's like is a gothic not- horror. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> this is not what a beginner wants to see. You're gonna have and to start was, a new like genre of wood carving, carving horror. It, it was just ridiculous. So then I totally stopped, threw the the wood in the garbage, and then I then I get, I did it. I glued it again, taped the snot of it put my carving glove over and said, I will mention it, but I won't do it. You know? So then again, halfway through the carving and this is my birthday and I'm in a hurry. I even said it. I even said in the video, I'm like, I'm going to rush this because I know that you only have an attention span of nine minutes because that's, that's what the analytics tell me. So I, I I'm going to rush. You take your time. I'm going to rush, you know, and that would, that was my mistake. Of course, I'm in a hurry. My mindset's not there. I'm not. I'm not in the mood. I just want to do. I, all I wanted to do was carve myself something, but I wanted to get that video out. Yeah. So then I taped it all up again, put the carving glove on, start from scratch now. Yeah. And within like eight minutes, 
the whole thumb of the glove was all blood and I'm putting these red <laughs> bloody fingerprints all over this and I just stopped I said I'm done I'm out so I had to wait to I had to wait to, well I, I just did it last night so I had to wait two days before I could squeeze a piece of wood again and uh, I probably still shouldn't have been doing it but uh, yeah it's funny I said I said in the video I didn't acknowledge it other than I had a band-aid on and a thumb guard on the video I said I'm going to tell the story on the podcast so <laughs> If you've come for the story, I hope it was worth your worth your while. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a it was a good lesson because I was not in the mood. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. I was doing it out of guilt because I had been like ten days without a video. Yeah. People are always harassing me to give them a video, and I wanted to do a beginner get something out for Easter, <clears throat> give them time. And I just rushed it. And like I said, just reached over, grabbed the V tool, did the ear and then stuck it right in my thumb because I had been using a knife. So that's that story. Uh, but yeah, it's still a, it's still that. a disaster. Yeah. It probably hurts. And I, but I have found since then, Steri strips. Do you know what a Steri strip is? <gasps> yeah. I've heard about those. Fantastic. I got to buy a whole bunch more. They were just in this little kit, but they're little strips and they basically just pull it, pull my thumb back together. I put three of these steri strips across and it holds it together. And then I still put the bandaid on it and uh, seems to be holding so far. So that's good. good. But Sophie's like, you have to go get stitches. And I'm like, I ain't going to go get spend (laughs) half, half my birthday in the hospital, the hospital, in the hospital. Well, so. yeah, I mean, gosh, that's right on the fence for me. I, I probably wouldn't have either. I'd probably try to super glue it even though. I yeah, but but please, people, don't do what I did. That was just absolute foolishness. But, <laughs> but anyway, makes makes for a good story. The stupidest things make the best stories. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, kind of like not tightening your uh, lug nuts. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... Is it time? <laughs> Mailbag. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't even there. Mailbag. 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 All right. We got a, we got a good uh, a good group of uh, of mail this week. Yeah. Well, we we left some from last week, right? Or did we not? No. No, we didn't. Nope. We got that many emails? Yep. Holy yep. wow. I'm looking through these thinking this is like two weeks worth. No, they're not all questions though. So uh true. All right. Well, here's a good one from Jerome. <laughs> Jerome, maybe. Okay. How did the hipster Jerome. burn his mouth? Oh, I do know this one. Yes. Yeah. Uh say it. Say it. He drank coffee before it was cool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really like that one. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Well, you would like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I would like to have a go at some wood spirits. Uh, Should I crack on now while the wood is green now, or should I store them in the shed for a bit? He has some log branches, five to six inch wide log branches. He wants to know if you should carve them green. Thoughts? Depends what kind of wood they are. What's that? That's also true. That's very true. Yep. Like if it's some, some hardwood, that's only going to get harder. Mm-hmm. You may want to. Right. Carve them early green. I mean, is what I'm saying. Yep. 
but uh, I don't think storing is not bad if you if you know you can carve it later. But like I said, if 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 uh, if it's only going to get harder, and it's yeah. a hardwood, if we, we don't know what kind of wood it is, but uh, you know, like a birch, a birch is uh, is is okay to carve dry, but like the maples get hard. Eh? Yeah, some some true. some maple gets really hard. Maple's nice to carve green, but yeah, yeah. that's true. Some woods crack more too. Like um, that's true. Yeah. I know willow. Yeah, willow is oh. a terrible one for cracking. Yeah, so figure out what species they are, and and if it's a cedar, it's fine to carve. Uh, you can carve it wet or dry. Either way, it's going to stay stable. You know, basswood, can check. I'd probably just wait, let it dry, because it's still going to be soft when it's dry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one thing that we we saw last week, you showed when when Vic was. Uh, showing his class there how the guy put a, a, a plastic bag over it so it didn't dry too quick so if you do yeah. carve it if you do carve it uh, green and it's really green yep you may want to just kind of keep something on it just to uh, slow down the drying so it'll dry more evenly because yeah. when you take it when you take a wood spirit out of the bark is still there probably mm-hmm. except for where you put that face so you just yep. opened up a, a fresh wound and that's where the air is going to get to the bark is still protecting the rest of it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Jimmy says, uh, what did the Dorito farter, farmer farter? <laughs> we're, get, we're getting all these jokes now. This is, uh, what, what did the fur, Dorito farter say to the Dorito former? What? Oh, spelled farmer wrong. Okay. I, you better start all over your presentation. What did the Dorito weak? farmer say to the other Dorito farmer? Hey, cool ranch. We don't even have to read all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. These questions are, I think we've already answered them. Alec, any idea when the tools will be available? Um, whenever they are, I'll let everyone know. You'll see on the site. I mean, it could be a couple of months. Uh, it's just been slow to get them in. Uh, I'll, I'll get a hold of the distributor here uh, soon. He said he'd let me know, but he ha- I haven't gotten word. So, um, Doug, what carving tools do you take with you on camping trips? Well, in the past, I've loaded up a whole uh, tool roll, but uh, I did purchase this flex cut uh, system mm-hmm. that I took to the yurt on the last trip, and it, it worked great. Yeah, but uh, it, it depends. I usually have an idea in my mind what I'm going to do if I'm looking for a, if I'm looking for a natural piece of wood or whatever. I'm going to want the gouges and bead tools, but if if it's somewhere that I'm just going to be sitting and I just bring basswood, I'll just bring a knife. Yeah. But. Okay. Rob's got one. I would like to answer this, but we've already answered it. So let's see. Okay. Here's one that he didn't ask. Are there, that haven't been asked already. Are there guidelines for how gouges should be used in applications? Um, for me, uh, not really. I think, okay. So it goes on to say in regards to carving, as in a number nine is good for eye sockets, or is it just you figure it out as you go along? That's that's what it is for me. What about you? Yeah, well, he's he nailed the the eye sockets. To me, yeah. an eight or nine is the perfect eye socket. Yep. But uh, yeah, you just kind of figure it out. It just it just yep. comes to you. You know, yep. like you'll you'll know what tool to use at the time. But yeah, like I said, the nine all day long for eye sockets (laughs) well truly not to me the most useful ones are nines and and threes because they 
nines, threes, and veiners are the ones that I probably use most often. Yeah. Because yeah. you get a big nine, it's going to act as like a, a seven because it's so big that the curve is not quite as much on just one part of it. So. Well, we keep talking about uh, minimalist tools as we continually get more tools. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, like you said, like a nine, you, you can use the side of it as a three almost or uh, even the like even a V tool, a V yep. tool has a plane edge on the one side of the V. So it, it's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah. There's no, there's no rules or whatever. Like I, I always have to go back and tell a story about being in Africa, watching this guy carving a giraffe with this ads, which is basically a, a sideways hatchet head on the end of a handle. Yeah. And he was just, and he did the whole thing with this, this ads. And, you don't uh, need a lot to you don't need a lot you'll, you'll figure lot. it out casey asks um alec how long have you been playing guitar and who's your favorite guitarist uh i've been playing guitar since uh six age 16 and my favorite guitarist i would have to say it's kind of tough i really i think blake mills he's the most interesting guitarist i also like ariel posen a-r-i-e-l he's a man and his last name is p-o-s-e-n and Doug, any tips for someone wanting to get into bushcraft with zero experience? Oh, that's a different one. <laughs> well, I tell you what's helped a lot of people is uh, joining a forum, joining Bushcraft USA. Yep. They have what is called uh, Bush Class okay. for Bushcraft USA for people getting started. And they'll have little uh, simple challenges. They'll give a lesson. And then the challenge is for you to, to do it. And you actually get to keep score. It's all free. That's cool. And uh, it's, it's cool. And they'll bring, you up, they'll bring you up to an advanced level. So that would be my recommendation. Just uh, go on something like Bushcraft USA and uh, search for a bush class. And uh, they'll teach you all kinds of stuff. T.W. Jenkins asks, you mentioned you never gob antiquing medium onto your carvings. What caused you to change your mind? Oh, that's for me again. Well, when I started carving, I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I would paint my carving solid color. And I would just use this antiquing medium and just paint the whole thing like chocolate yeah. and then wipe it off. What changed my mind was it just looked dirty. Yep. And, and uh, I wasn't sealing them. So you can still do that. But I was I hadn't been I didn't seal the after I painted, so the wood would like the flesh colored face would turn turn brown like it just looked dirty, and uh, I, there's nothing wrong with antiquing used properly, but yeah. to just gob it on the whole thing like a chocolate bunny, you know <laughs> that's what it looks like. Right. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. But like a little bit in the beard, a little bit in the creases or whatever, and. But you have to seal the wood before you do it. Otherwise, yep. it's just going to be absorbed the way that I paint, yep. right? Because I paint with a, a very light wash now. Instead yep. of a solid paint, I want to see the grain. So, yeah, that's that's why I changed. And it's just, uh, I've just kind of grown up and uh, learning a little bit. And by uh, learning from other people is why I'm changing. Right. From what uh, others have taught me how to paint better. Yep. Better, in my opinion. He also asked, uh, for me, he has a question about the eye socket and the mound. 
trying to understand how the indentation or and protrusion can coexist in the same space. Are there any rules here that can be helpful? Um, the way I would like to explain it is if you were to take a, a an M&M, <clears throat> you're going to carve, you wanted to carve a still life of an M&M in a bowl, right? So you've got an M&M at the bottom of your cereal bowl. Well, you'd have to carve down to get to the M&M. But then once you got to the M&M, you'd carve a little round M&M. And that's how those two shapes can coexist at the same time. You had to dig in to get to the ball, which is, which is the M&M or the whatever that spherical shape is. But once you got there, then you carved it around. So the hollow of the eye socket is indeed a hollow. There's the, it's the eyeball is set in there. So you do have to make, you have to bring all this stuff back to get the mound of the, of the, uh, to, to get the protrusion of the forehead, to get the eye socket and all this stuff surrounding it. But once you get to the eye level, which is a considerable way back, you, you can start to carve the mound or the M&M at the bottom of the bowl. So it's not that both coexist. It's just that one has to be done before the other can be done. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And uh, you can learn things like that if you join the Fundamentals of Wood Carving School. And if you use the code linker no, oh yeah yeah actually you can do that <laughs> no you don't kidding. do that don't do that <laughs> it's a real thing actually we created that so but yeah. but that no absolutely not available for this yeah <laughs> that was funny that was a joke but yeah yeah no that makes perfect sense yeah and m and i don't know why you want to use m and m right to the very bottom of the bowl to get a yeah. little m and m like i would have said yo-yo or uh you know <laughs> Well, I thought Something. of an egg first, but then I was like, well, it'd have to be a deep bowl because what if the egg sits higher up? Right, right. Anyway. So, <laughs> uh, that can't be it. That can't be it. That's it? Well, that that's can't the be questions. it. There's no way. There's no way that's it. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> well, it isn't it, but it is all of the questions. There's a lot of other comments. <clears throat> tons of comments is he satisfied okay. well if that's true because i'm going to delete them all and uh hopefully no one's lost uh no one's no one's lost their question media <laughs> media hey we should start a new segment we should call it uh strange facts of the day <laughs> you got a strange fact i have a strange fact let's hear it uh you know i get pretty deep into researching uh stuff you know and uh i'm really quite intellectual and <laughs> don't smile <laughs> i'm not you smiled first well you know in my deep studies today i was uh looking into the origins of humpty dumpty <laughs> I hope you spit that on your computer. <laughs> I learned today that, uh, by the way, please, nobody go carve a Humpty Dumpty. That's going to be my thing. But I was researching Humpty Dumpties, and I was learning that Humpty Dumpty was never an egg, was never meant to be an egg. Huh. The Humpty Dumpty became an egg when, the, I forget his name, the illustrator from Alice in Wonderland uh, 
illustrated him as an egg. Really? But the roots of it, like this is like 1600s or something. It was like they say it was a cannon. There was a cannon on a wall, like a and, they, wall? and they called it Humpty. Weird. Yeah. So I came home with this great found knowledge and told my wife. And then she started going on and telling me all about all these other nursery rhymes, how the ring around the rosies about the black plague. And yep. There's so many dark, dark stories with all these nursery rhymes that we grew up with. And like, oh man. But anyway, strange fact rhyme, today. Speaking yes? of nursery rhymes. My featured artist of it's going to be Chris Wilson of Wildlife Sculpture. He, have you heard, have you seen him before? No, no. He is. I'm convinced one of my favorite wildlife carvers because look at the kind of thing that he'll do. Piece of cottonwood bark, and at the end of it is this perfectly realistic bluebird. Oh wow! So he, cool. he characteristic of his carvings, he leaves like not in all of them, but in a lot of them, he'll like leave the log as a part of like one end of the bird. And then it's it's so cool. Spell his name out for me. Chris Wilson. W-I-L-S-O-N, oh, like Wilson. Like. Yeah, yeah, I figured that out. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. so these are things th- that kind of stuff is what occupies my brain. <laughs> yes. And how I want to do things like this. Isn't that cool? He leaves that the is rub cool. out as part of it the, and then finishes one half of it. Nope. Love that. Love that. Oh, he's, That's he's awesome. The, yeah, he's the coolest. Anyway, so check him and out. And we can where is he at? That's Instagram. On, that's Instagram. If you're on, I don't know if he's on uh you uh, Facebook, but you can check him out. Uh www.wilsonwildlifesculpture.com. That's fun. That's yeah. really fun. Like I, I, I'm not even joking. I think of things like that all the time. Like just not making wood spirits on the flat. Like I want to do different things and and incorporate them in different ways. That's cool. Totally. Yeah. My, my media for the week is our old pal, Gene Messer. Really? Gene has been on a tear lately and I so appreciate what he's doing because he has made, I don't remember three videos maybe on, uh, youtube wood carvers to watch no he's he's made two videos on where to buy bass wood oh these are questions that i'm just constantly getting where do you get your basswood so he's got like two videos of all the suppliers of basswood and and today he just came out with uh where to buy all your tools and stuff which i haven't watched yet i just saw it popped up but uh gene's the man and uh man i'm gonna point tell people Go watch his videos because uh, I'm so tired of saying where I buy my stuff and listening to people say, well, I buy my wood on eBay and it's hard as a rock. Well, look for a quality supplier, right? So no, there's, it's great to have someone do the work for you. Yeah. Sounds like you're winding down. This is how I get Doug to stop. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) Well, folks, that's a wrap for episode number 28. That was fun. Take your vitamin. I feel like I talked a lot, but uh, I can never keep up with Alex. So 
<laughs> See you next week. <laughs> true. Very true. See you, See guys. you next week, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.